are we ladies doing this morning? I hope you're doing fantastic. I'm Dr. Daff and you're listening to The Dr. Daff Show. We're continuing our reading with our book, Understanding the Purpose and Power of Women. This time we're talking about communication and how you can communicate more effectively with men mainly your partner, your husband, your boyfriend, but all males, whether it be a coworker, your brother, your uncle, your father, understanding that this is a huge issue when it comes to men and women is learning how we communicate and being able to understand one another without judging one another. So I want you to go ahead and sit back, relax, get something to drink, get your favorite pen to write with, and let's talk about this. again, we're reading out of our book, Understanding the Purpose and Power of Women by Dr. Miles Monroe. And we're on chapter nine, which is understanding the woman's communication style. When humanity turned away from God's purposes back in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, we broke relationship with God. We broke communication with God. And the lines of communication between men and women, males and females, were cuts, or at least badly frayed. Thus, the differences that were originally designed to correspond to one another often led to misunderstanding and conflicts in marriage and other relationships between men and women. The chances are very good that you've experienced some of these misunderstandings and conflicts firsthand. Handling differences of opinions and avoiding discord are common problems in relationships. And personally, this was a common problem in my relationship. Before getting married, my husband and I would constantly have disagreements where I was trying so hard to explain something to him and I felt that it was so easy to see, so easy to understand, and I could not figure out why he couldn't understand what I was trying to say. And it would lead to arguments or he would get so frustrated because he's trying to explain something to me. And although I could understand what he's saying, I I was trying to get him to understand what I was saying so that the situation would make sense. And we would butt heads so much and it was so frustrating and it would lead to things that were actually really negative. You know, it starts off as just a little bit of confusion, a little explaining, and that slowly started to turn into like insults and like, how come you can't get this through your thick head? And is this too, too high level for your mind to understand? Like these little subtle insults that turn into then argument. So this is something that the Lord has really delivered us from and I'm so grateful to God for it because it just seemed like one day it all like melted away and I believe it came from a heart posture of wanting to not necessarily be right but to explain in a way that was more natural for him (laughs) and for him to also cultivate that 
love and tenderness to be able to understand things from my emotional or my flowery perspective and not just kind of looking for the facts. And so with that, I have been able to zoom out and really see the differences between the way men and women communicate. And one more thing I'll add is I remember when I was just starting off as a psychologist, I was really young and I was doing my internship. And I remember working at a middle school and I was assessing a student and he was probably 12 years old. And I asked him a question and I was like, so how do you feel about being in middle school? Or how do you feel about being on the football team? Like I asked him a question like that. He said, I think that it's fine. And I remember in that moment, I probably was about 22 years old. I remember thinking, why did he say I think when I asked him, I feel? And that for me was the beginning of unlocking understanding men because he was 12 years old and in his mind he flipped the question from feel to think because that's how his mind works and that was a life-changing moment for me life-changing because it was so automatic it was so natural to him and it was a different question in my eyes than he was answering (laughs) by changing that one word but for him it was the same so it really opened the door to the communication style of men. And it is a lot easier for me when it's not a romantic relationship for me to communicate with men. I found personally that that's where it got challenging for me was when my emotions were a lot more heightened. And that's where this book really taps into. But I know this is an issue for almost every couple at some point. I pray that God gives you the same grace and blessings that he gave in my marriage to unlock the truth in this matter and free you from the sinful nature of us and the sinful attributes that got connected to men and women that destroyed our communication with one another because it really can be the difference between a joyful, loving, happy relationship and one that is just truly aggravating. So I pray that for you and I know that it's something that you will be able to receive once you receive the truth about everything because the truth is what sets you free. In the book, it says, how are you to live harmoniously with the husband or wife whom you love, but who processes information and responds in a manner that is totally distinct from the way that you do? How do you make yourself understood and how do you communicate effectively? Most of all, how do you keep from trying to control another person or driving a wedge between yourself and others because of these differences? And I really do want you to think about that, especially the part about control, because a lot of the communication issues that we run into with men comes from our desire to control the way that they perceive the situation and the way that they receive the information. So that word is a, is a huge trigger word. How do you keep from trying to control another person? with your communication. 
The answer is to understand the purposes and designs of females and males that influence their communication style. And with this knowledge and some patience and forgiveness, females and males who are seeking God's redemptive purposes for their lives can communicate with one another effectively and happily. And a good guiding principle is Colossians 3.13, which says, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgives you. And that just touches on the mutual love and respect that we have for one another. And he talks about the natures and tendencies of females and males in communication will differ, of course, because people are all different and some things will be based on the individual. So yes, there will be exceptions to the things that he states, but just generally, these tendencies usually do hold true. So the woman, the woman, the woman, the woman is an emotional feeler. God made the woman primarily as an emotional feeler, whereas he made the man chiefly as a logical thinker. And we have to understand the difference between these two because they are are different and they make a difference. The emotional feeler and the logical thinker are going to see situations differently and they're going to respond differently. And it's a beautiful thing to be an emotional feeler. As a woman, that is not anything to be ashamed of. It's nothing for you to try to hide or pretend like you are not. Being an emotional feeler is what makes you you, what makes you unique, what gives you what you need to be a mama and to be a nurturer and to be able to tap into the beautiful uniqueness of how God made you as a woman. So don't try to hide from emotions. Don't try to pretend or block out the fact that you feel That's beautiful. When I say that a woman is an emotional feeler, I'm referring to the way in which she processes and thinks about verbal and nonverbal communication that she receives and perceives from the world around her. Because the woman is an incubator, she not only receives thoughts and ideas into her being, but also transforms them as she processes them in her emotional, mental, and spiritual wombs. When a woman receives information, she assesses it both mentally and emotionally at the same time. This is what makes her distinct from the male, who generally uses these functions separately. The neural pathways, this is what's in the brain, okay? In the brain, the neural pathways between the left and the right hemisphere of a woman's brain, both the logical and the emotional sides are intact. That explains why it often makes men very confused as to how women are able to focus on different things at the same time, call it multitasking, because the woman's brain allows her to process facts and feelings almost simultaneously. Her emotions are with her all the time that she's thinking, and this influences her perspective on the world around her, as well as 
what's communicated to her. In contrast, there are fewer nerves connecting the two hemispheres of the male's brain so that the logical and the emotional sides are not as closely connected. And because of this, he basically needs to shift gears to move from his dominant logical side to his emotional side. This is why men in general think in terms of facts in a linear fashion. They think like a straight line, the shortest distance between two points, which gives them the ability to see the goal, the vision, and to focus their energy on reaching it in the most straightforward and direct way, which is why they can also sometimes be very straightforward and direct (laughs) with us. And then that can sometimes hurt our feelings because it's like, it's so sharp. It's so straight, right? There's no fluff. There's no flowery. There's no deviation. No one person and no one gender can look at the world with complete perspective. Therefore, God has designed things so that when the male and the female work together in unity, they can help one another to see a more balanced picture of life. They weren't meant to understand the world and fulfill their dominion mandate in isolation from one another. For this reason, they have built in ways of seeing the world that are a benefit to each other. God designed the woman to look at life through an emotional filter and the man to look at life through a logical filter. This does not mean that women do not use logic or that men do not have emotions. They each have a specific way of looking at the world. So how do you feel listening to that? Knowing that biologically, we are so different. Our brains are actually different, which is why we process information differently. Which is why when you're talking to a male friend or a brother or your husband or boyfriend and you give him any problem, any problem, a problem with your friend, a problem at work, a problem with you personally, anything, he is going to immediately try to find the solution as quickly as he can. While you're still talking and complaining and crying, he is trying to solve the math problem for you. And it can become frustrating because sometimes we just wanted a little comfort, a little, it's going to be okay. Or, oh my gosh, that girl is so rude. Why would she do that? She must be like this awful person. Like we want a little bit of backup and they're like, well, maybe it's because she was sick. You know, like they immediately try to find a logical reason when sometimes we just want the emotional comfort. We just want them to see what we saw like oh you didn't see how she said that you didn't see the weight it's like no i didn't see anything i just heard the words and you're hearing the words and you're also reading her body language you're seeing beyond the words and so again it's not to say men can't but women we tend to zoom in we tend to zoom all the way in whereas men tend to zoom all the way out and see it from from the top, from the sky. And it can be extremely frustrating. It can also be extremely helpful because sometimes 
we are so caught up in something, we're too zoomed in. And that zoom out really helps us to be able to see it's not as big as we thought, or maybe he's right, maybe she was sick. And that's why she rolled her eyes. She wasn't really rolling her eyes. She was trying not to sneeze. I mean, you know, sometimes they are right. And so that's why in the book, it says that God gave us both, both perspectives, both male and female, because that's what makes us complete is having both visions. Women oftentimes have been written off as being foolish and inferior by men because they're expressive, right? We're expressive and we show our emotions. A woman does not need to apologize for her emotions. God made her to feel. Males have assumed that their approach is better than the female's approach rather than complementary to it. They haven't known or understood how and why the woman was created to be an emotional feeler. And I have experienced this from men as well. And it's interesting how men sometimes will be very demeaning towards women for having emotions and think that like, or just think that their way of doing things is the best way. My husband and I always have this banter because his big word is efficiency. He's always like efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. Like this needs to be done efficiently. And like, he's always trying to be so efficient. And in his efficiency, he often makes a lot of mistakes. He often misses a lot of details. And there have been so many times where I'm just making this up. Let's say we're supposed to go somewhere and he bought the tickets and he just efficiently bought everything thinking that that was like the fastest, easiest way to do it. And then he missed a fine print, which said, if you do this, then you get a free ride on the shuttle and you get some popsicles and some pretzels. And so he ended up spending more money on popsicles, pretzels and a shuttle ride when it could have been free if he would have just used this code that was right there flashing. But he was so busy being efficient that he didn't see the whole thing. And this is just an example that I just made up, but things like this happen all the time where he's bragging about his efficiency and it ends up being a lot of oversights. And so no one is better than the other person. It's just we're different. And yes, in the world of business and making money and the things that the world tends to admire and congratulate, Males and their way of thinking and their way of behaving does tend to be more celebrated, unfortunately. But it doesn't mean that that is the only way and the best way to experience life. It does get you a lot of things, but it also gets you very tired. It also gets you very confused because you don't understand why things are happening to you because you're not tapping into your emotions enough. Um, There are downsides to everything, which is why we need balance, which is why we need each other, which is why these things are supposed to be complementary. And it's important for us to understand why we are the way we are, but it's also important for us to understand why they are the way they are. So we don't get angry and frustrated and try to control the way that they think. It's important that we understand and accept it but then figure out, okay, how are we going to communicate it in a way that they can receive it? What communication?
communication between women and men comes down to is feeling, thinking, and self-expression. Women and men both feel. Women and men both think. Okay, it's not limited to one or the other. We both do both. It is their manner of looking at the world and their self-expression that makes a difference. A woman's first reaction will generally be an emotional one, followed by a thinking one, whereas the man's first reaction will be a thinking one, but he will also feel. For example, let's just paint a picture so that you can kind of get an idea. Even though most of you probably have already experienced this, I think a picture will just help put it in perspective. If a woman is looking forward to a romantic evening with her husband, okay, say you have been at home thinking about just ways to just enhance your marriage or ways to just make him smile, and you prepared this beautiful meal, you spent all day looking at recipes, you were so excited, went to the grocery store, bought all these things, you're in the kitchen singing, cooking, making the place beautiful, smelling good, waiting for your husband to get home, right? You do all of this and your husband finally gets there. Everything is set. The table is perfect. Silverware, everything in place. And he says hello to you and then walks right past you without noticing that you dressed up. Okay. Not only did you cook and make the house nice, you look great. And he didn't even notice. (laughs) Instead, he goes straight to the table and walks past it into the living room, sits down, and watches the news. Like, completely disregards everything. Doesn't even notice. His mind is still in work mode. He is intent on finding out any information that may affect his work and his ability to provide for his wife and family. However, because you didn't understand this, or the woman didn't understand this, She's deeply hurt at his behavior. I know I would be hurt. I would be so hurt if that was my experience. And I have felt hurt. I have experienced this in a different way, but the feeling is still the same. And your first reaction might be that he's ungrateful, he's inconsiderate, and he's totally heartless. So you go into the living room and you approach him and you angrily ask him, what's the matter with you? At this point, she sees nothing complimentary in the way he is designed. She took his apparent indifference personally while his mind was preoccupied with what he was thinking, so he didn't notice what she was feeling. This is all too common. A woman can generally express her feelings and thoughts better than a man can. And I know that I have been in relationships in the past where we're having a disagreement and I'm speaking and I'm like explaining my feelings so beautifully and eloquently and he's sitting there stressed and he's like, I am not able to express myself the same way that you can. It's like he had the thoughts in his mind, but he wasn't able to express them and not because he didn't want to, but because he didn't have the words to put into his feelings. 
or his feelings to put into work. He, did, he wasn't able to make that connection fast enough to keep up with me in the conversation. And this is what I find with a lot of men. They don't have the words available because they're not as in tune with their feeling in terms of vocabulary and in terms of expression. So in an argument, in a heated conversation, they can't keep up. They can't keep up and it's frustrating sometimes because they're not able to have an, an honest, authentic conversation. And so sometimes they just they just shut down. But in the book, he says that a woman can generally express her feelings and thoughts better than a man can. Most women love to talk because of God's purpose for them. God designed the woman to communicate what is going on in her heart and her mind. Because a man talks less than a woman, he can sometimes give her the impression that he's not doing much thinking. Men think quite a bit. However, they don't often express their thoughts. And when they do, they express only the most salient points because they're interested in facts rather than details. Men can also endure quite a bit of talking. I I have been guilty of this and I know some women who can really talk. I used, I would say I used to talk quite a bit when I was younger, not so much as an adult, but um, I remember just being in college and some of the girls would talk so much. I could not handle it. I have a very like low threshold for too much talking um, because I think I endured a lot of it growing up, like punishments of like hours of talking and it just drained me. So when I meet women who talk too much, it actually starts to really stress me out. But I noticed with some of these uh, women, girls in college that would just talk so much. And I mean, like, when I say talk a lot, I'm talking about like people where if you see them, you're like, oh, no, because, you know, you're going to get held up for at least an hour of just talking. Right. That's the kind of talking I'm talking about, not just like regular girl chat. So when I would see these girls around men and I would see how much they're talking, the men were just able to just take it. Whereas another another woman would not be able to handle that level of talking. But the men could. And then I remember being in college and saying to like one of the guys, like, wow, like, doesn't she talk a lot? I was a mess. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that now, but I did. I was like, doesn't she talk a lot? And he's like, mm, I didn't really notice, no. And I'm like, you didn't notice how much she talks? But I, that's when it really hit me at that point that men and women are so different in terms of their tolerance. A man can stay on the phone with you for hours of you just going on and on and on and they're totally fine with it versus a woman cannot deal. And so there's such a big difference in how we're created and what we like to do. And it's a beautiful thing to be different. And it's, there's nothing wrong with talking a lot. As long as, of course, you're mindful if the other person's giving you cues like they have to go or they're overwhelmed by the conversation. As long as you're tapping into the cues, there's nothing wrong with talking a lot. It's just part of being a woman and it's okay. And if you don't talk a lot, that's also okay. <laughs> it's also okay. Um, but creatively, that's how God designed us. The woman on her part needs to understand that when a man walks by the table without saying anything, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's being inconsiderate. It means that he's in a linear frame of mind because this is his natural mindset. And I've had to do this with my husband sometimes where I'm like, he's, my husband's a very busy man. 
and he can be in a place where there can be so much going on and he won't notice anything because he is so in his head. And sometimes I've, I have been in a situation where I'm like, uh, hello, you didn't even give me a good morning kiss. Like what? He's like, yeah, I did. I did. You did. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> because he's like in such a robotic mode sometimes. I had to learn not to let things like that annoy me or bother me if he doesn't notice something right away. Um, and sometimes even like if I make him something to eat and I know this was phenomenal and he doesn't say anything, he's just eating it just because it's like he's just getting fuel in his body, his mind is on something else. I don't even sit there and like wait for him to tell me if it's good, if it's not good, if he likes it, whatever. Like I make it, I leave. And normally I'll get a message from him at some point in the day, like, by the way, that lasagna was fire, right? But in the past, I probably would have been like, dang, he didn't even say anything if it was good. Thank you for making this. Like, it would bother me. And I had to realize that, like, mentally, our modes are different. Like, he's in thinking mode most of the time. And he has to literally process. Like, it's a there's a lag that happens. And then he's able to um, tap into the emotional side or the feeling side. And it's something that if you're not married yet, if you want to be married, if you already are married, it's something for you to start thinking about and understanding because it'll help you, my dear, feel so much better to just take that off of yourself. It's not you and you're absolutely wonderful. And so is he, but we're just wired differently. That's all. Contrary to what many women believe, men do have emotions. They just don't always express them, either because it's more difficult for them to, or because their thinking rather than their emotions is at the forefront of what they're engaged in. It all goes back to purpose. God designed the man with the capacity to focus on the cold, hard facts of a situation. Why? It's because he was created first and in that position was designed to lead. A leader cannot afford to base his decisions on emotion, especially in a crisis. And I, I always say this, men do have emotions. Men do feel. I, have, I don't know if you've listened to my previous podcast or if you've watched my video on YouTube on three ways to enhance your marriage and I focus on the emotional side. And in that, I talked a lot about how men's emotions aren't valued very much, especially as they're growing up. So on top of like their brain being different, they've also a lot of times learned how to kind of suppress their emotions or not value them or think that they are valued because men are wired by society to be hard, to not feel, to push their feelings aside. Boys have to grow up so fast from being cute little babies to being like, toughen up, man up. You know, it, it happens. They have a very short window of just being able to be. And so it's so important if you're married, if you have a brother, if you have a father, if you have a son, to remember that boys, men do have emotions. They do feel and they do care about their emotions. A lot of them have tucked them away so deep that it is hard to pull them out when they when they need it or when you need it. 
I've observed that the way a man acts when he receives information from a woman can make him angry, right? We talked about how men have emotions, but they use their mind to think and problem solve because that's why God created them. And we as women tend to lead with our emotions, although we do we do add in our thoughts. It's just we feel first. So he gives this example saying that I've observed that the way a man acts when he receives information from a woman can actually make her angry. Suppose she says, the mortgage is due and we're behind on our payments. And he says, oh, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. And then his wife says, but you don't understand. We don't have the money and they're coming to get the furniture. And he replies, I know. I said, I'll take care of it. The woman plant, I don't know if you, if you've ever experienced this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're frantic, he's chill. You're talking about a problem, he's like, I'll take care of it. And you just don't wanna let it go, right? The woman then phones her mother, her cousin, and her aunt, and tells them about her situation. But the man seems almost nonchalant about it. The woman could interpret his response to mean that he doesn't care. Yet all this time, he's been thinking about what he's gonna do. She is feeling he is thinking. He is formulating a plan, all kinds of schemes about how he can get the money. But since a female is an emotional feeler, she's generally led or motivated by her emotions, even though she also thinks. Yet a man is led or motivated by his thinking because of his leadership and provider responsibilities. Men do need to learn to tell women what they are thinking and feeling. At the same time, the woman shouldn't consider his unemotional response as being either irresponsible or inconsiderate. A man generally bases his thoughts and actions on what is logical. He factually analyzes everything. This is both a strength and a weakness because emotions and insights are very important to a person's functioning in the world. Therefore, the man needs someone who can balance his logic with his feelings. Otherwise, he will go through life with merely a cold, logical outlook. He needs someone who can show him the emotional side of life, who can remind him of his need to be sensitive to others. I appreciate God's design. He designed things in such a way that females and males need one another. And this is such an important point, my love, in terms of dating. If you are dating, If you are dating someone and you want this person to consider you for a wife, let me tell you, be the color in his coloring book. Men are like black and white coloring books. Like the picture is there, but there's no color. There's no color. There's no life. So you as a woman, you are the crayons. Like you are what's going to bring this picture to life. Be the color in his life. Let him see the things that he doesn't see. That's why men love a feminine woman. A feminine woman does this exact thing. Even though we're so different than them, they love that, right? There's, we have passion, we have joy, we have happiness, we have vision, we have creativity, and we bring that to the table. And then he's like, oh, like, this girl, like she just made my day so much better by just talking to her because like, look at the color she's bringing into this conversation, right? So if you're talking to a man, dating a man, 
and he seems dry, drab. You know, a lot of guys are like that. Yeah, some guys have great personalities and they're, you know, they're just full of life. Yeah, definitely. But there's also a lot of men who aren't. And it doesn't mean that they're a bad person, that, that you shouldn't date them, that they're a waste of time. It's actually your position to bring that color into the coloring book. And then you will see a new man. You will see something different come out of him. And you will also be able to just appreciate what he brings, because what he brings is also so necessary. And you will see that with a lot of beautiful couples or a lot of couples that you wouldn't even expect to be together. It's because the woman is so colorful, so full of life. And the man might be like a complete nerd. Like, how do these people fit together? But that's how they fit together. So hone in on that, my dear. If you're considering marriage or if you want to just spice up your marriage, consider being more colorful with your personality, with the things that you share with positivity. You know, if he's talking about something, he's being so negative or just not seeing everything, like bringing some positivity, bringing some love and some compassion. If he's talking about, oh, there's so many homeless people here, like, oh, this place is so dirty. It's so, uh, you know, and you're like, yeah, but you know, like, these people are people too. And I'm sure that they don't want to be in the way of strangers because they feel like they don't fit into society. So, you know, like, just try not to like, look at them like, you know, like just say something that's going to be so separate from his thinking to show humanity and love and compassion. And that shift, that drastic difference in your, the way that you see things will help him to see you as the counterpart, like as the other side, the other side of the coin. And that brings the polarity, the, the, the plus and the minus <laughs> that brings you guys together and he then is able to see you as something he needs right so um yeah i don't know why i got so deep into that tangent but hopefully that helped some of you the female was created to help the man whatever the male lacks the female has the female's emotional feeling will balance the male's logical thinking Many women don't understand how important they are to the men in their lives. What the male man lacks, the female man possesses. The reverse is also true. So um, we're going to go ahead and break this chapter up into two. So I will be back to talk about the rest of this chapter, but I hope that this really just opened your eyes to the communication styles of men and women and we will continue talking about this and how we can relate this to some aspects of the bible and just in god's beautiful design for us because god is the most incredible beautiful designer and he designed all of us perfectly he designed you perfectly you are perfect and it's a matter of learning what he put inside of you and how to lean into that. That's really going to bring color to your life because some of you need a little bit of color and need to understand your beauty. So we will talk about this next time. I love you all so much. Be sure to follow me at the Dr. Daff Show 
at Dr. Michelle Daff on Instagram. Be sure to visit Find Forever Fragrances and get a beautiful fragrance for yourself, especially because it's summer now and these last fragrances from our last collection are, oh, they just literally come alive in the summer. They are so incredibly beautiful summer fragrances. So head over to findforever.com and get a fragrance for yourself this summer. I love you all so much, and I will talk with you in the next podcast. Bye-bye.